We all want to be treated with kindness and fairness by healthcare professionals. Quality of life for our loved ones and ourselves is of great concern. We're joined today by Dr. Jason Reeder, a family medicine doctor at the CGH Lynn Boulevard Medical Center, to discuss palliative care and how it affects quality of life for all patients. This is the About Your Health podcast from CGH Medical Center. I'm Scott Webb. So Dr. Reeder, thanks for joining me. I want to have you start today by telling everybody, what is palliative care? Okay, so palliative care is kind of a a new concept and even a medical specialty, but it's a very old value. It's kind of old as medicine and and doctoring itself. Uh, Palliative care is at its core taking care of uh, patients and uh, any of their suffering. It can be as simple as taking a a painkiller for a headache is officially palliative care, but palliative care as it's talked about today is more about care for patients with severe or even uh, life-threatening or or incurable illnesses. We often uh, use palliative care in our, our most ill patients. Uh, it's used most commonly with our cancer patients, but also with our hospice patients. Uh, sometimes people get confused about uh, is uh, palliative care and hospice care the same thing? Palliative care uh, treats patients um, and their, their problems, their pain, any shortness of breath, any anxiety, but they can still receive life-saving uh, uh, process. So they can still get chemotherapy. They can still be in and out of the hospital. Hospice care is dedicated to patients who have decided that they don't want to continue to pursue aggressive treatments. Maybe the the treatments are no longer working. It's become futile. Um, And so now they're just focused on comfort measures only. So palliative care is hospice care, but it's also care for patients who, uh, while uh, have a serious illness, are still actively, you know, fighting it and are in and out of the hospital. Okay, I think I've got it. So how exactly is palliative care provided? I think at its, its best, palliative care is provided by the patient's uh, regular physician team. Um, you know, hopefully the primary care physician uh, that they've been following with, uh, if they're in the hospital, their, their primary team that's there. Uh, but also, uh, it's used a lot with, uh, again, serious illness our cancer doctors, the the oncologists, they're uh, sort of also an important part of palliative care and getting involved. But palliative care is usually a team. It's not just your doctor. It's also working together with nursing staff, uh, both in the hospital and home nursing staff, uh, coordinating with uh, social services to make sure that if there's any um, medical equipment that needs to be at home, any any oxygen, any additional resources for both the patient or the family, that that's available. Palliative care teams, uh, and again, because it's best thought of as a team approach, usually also include uh, religious or spiritual services that the patients might need, and also being aware of any uh, mental uh, pain and suffering for the patient or the family. So we like to think of palliative care as, yeah, there, there's often a leader that initiates it, and that's most often your regular doctor. But also the plan for palliative care is to work as a, a team uh, to control the symptoms and problems related to the serious illness. This is really interesting, and it does seem like a total team approach, starting with the primary but extends out, and it really seems like care for the body, the mind, the soul, really fascinating. And I think I know the answer to this, but uh, where exactly do people receive palliative care? Hospital, clinic, home, et cetera? 
The short answer is yes, all of those places. There are some organizations that have a palliative care specialist where there is a doctor that that's all they do. In those situations, they still sort of partner with uh, whoever the the lead physician is that sort of did the referral, but they sort of are, are taking more active management. I practice in a small community where we don't have that resource to have that specific specialty, but we go out of our way in our community, our hospital environment, both inpatient and outpatient, to kind of enable and educate our staff, uh, our primary care providers, to sort of be those leaders. It can be a palliative care team that's seeing you in the hospital, but then there's the expectation that uh, once you leave the hospital, that team is going to follow you uh, at home. And again, some palliative care plans are initiated on patients that have never been in the hospital, but again, are dealing with a, a serious illness. That is great to know that people can come to you, can come to the hospital, but also that the treatment can come to them. Here's the big one, Doc. Does insurance pay for palliative care? Yes and no, unfortunately. There are are some services that are uh, covered uh, well and some that aren't. And while hospice care, which again, that is end-of-life care for patients with incurable illness that have decided that they want hospice care, hospice care has been around longer, frankly. You know, hospice care has been uh, going on since really the 70s. That is a more established service. Uh, And again, these are people that want palliative care, but they also don't want curative services. That's very well covered by Medicare and all Medicare, all insurances. Palliative care, I think partially because it's, it's a bit of a new concept, it's a newer specialty, it's not always covered. And so sometimes we're doing palliative care, but we're working with home nursing and these other social service networks. We can make it work, but the honest answer is it's not always covered by insurance. So how do I know if palliative care is right for me in my situation? The time to know, not just for like your own situation, but but most importantly for you know a family member, is if they're struggling with a diagnosis. If if you feel like maybe some of your symptoms, whether it be a, a pain, shortness of breath, uh, the the stress of dealing with the overwhelming problems that can occur with a major illness, is sort of too much. Uh, that's the time to ask your doctor, you know, is there, is there other resources available? You know, we try to educate our physicians uh, as part of my job uh, working here at our, our hospitals, making sure our, our, our doctors are kind of being proactive about this. But uh, I'm also always encouraging patients and family members to be proactive uh, with their own doctors and saying, you know, is there any other resources, you know, or, or if you're dealing with an ill family member, you know, is there, you know, mom's really struggling with this or, we don't seem to have our pain under control. Is there any other resources that's available? And then, uh, as always, asking questions and making sure you understand your, your disease process for you and your loved one uh, can help, you know, sort of better drive that conversation with the docs. Yeah, it seems like what we're really talking about here is quality of life and trying to make sure that people have the best quality of life, regardless of what their situation is or where they're receiving the care. Is that what we can expect from palliative care, like a great attention to quality of life? Yeah, definitely. Palliative care, uh, it's sort of what an old value of medicine should be anyway. I think it's best practices. I think it's something that as physicians, I would hope that we're all focusing on the quality of life of our patients. But uh, I think it arose when there was a need for people with you know, very complex medical problems uh, and maybe even some disagreement with the family members about how to treat an illness that you would have a team that would be sort of available for sort of the most difficult of those patients. 
But again, it, at its core, it's about quality of life and making sure that we're addressing issues promptly, appropriately, and individually for each family. I mean, some some families decide, you know, they or, or individuals decide they want aggressive treatment no matter what, and and others decide very early in the process that that you know they don't want aggressive treatment. They'd rather just focus on comfort measures, and and it's kind of our job in healthcare to sort of be able to recognize and and manage and provide for for all of those options. It does seem like CGH Medical Center is out in front of this, that there's an education process here about not only, you know, with insurance companies perhaps, but also with prospective patients and families. So how does CGH Medical Center provide palliative care? We're providing it at an individual level with working with the primary care physicians and uh, the hospitalist teams and our uh, home nursing and social service so it is in the hospital, the team is all right there and everybody is is communicating with the patient and the family members uh, when it arises. As an outpatient, it, it is usually a couple different visits to see, you know, home nursing, uh, social service to, to call in. We sometimes we try to get all of those resources in one place uh, if that's easiest for patients. It's individualized to the, the patient and the individual problem. But I think most importantly, what we're, we're trying to make sure is all of our nurses, our, our doctors, our nurse practitioners, our specialists understand um, that it's an option and, and it's a goal for us to make sure that we're, we're giving the best care. I've worked as a medical director at a, at a local hospice since 2003. So while I'm an, an expert, I'm more of a, a resource to ask other doctors if they have questions. But again, I think uh, having worked here for so long, I think that we do a good job across the board of, of meeting these needs. It definitely sounds like it. So probably know the answer to this, and I guess it's as simple as probably just asking for it, but I want to have you explain, if I come in and I want palliative care or I want it for a family member, how, how do we get that ball rolling? Most often, it, it's dealing with your lead physician. So again, hopefully the, there's already a um, primary care doctor that knows well about what's going on. But again, sometimes it's, it's, it's initiated by the oncologist, you know, by the cancer doctor or, or uh, in the hospital. Some of the doctors don't see their patients in the, in the hospital and, and, uh, and then the hospitalist team takes over. And that would be a conversation with the lead doctors there. So it's really just a matter of recognizing that there's, uh, that there's a need and asking for it. Or in general, if you don't even remember the words palliative care, if you uh, just saying, you know, uh, I need some additional help dealing with all of the stresses, is there any other resources available to me? I think that's always a good way to ask for more help. But asking for palliative care by name certainly will help. And sometimes the answer is if the insurance doesn't cover it, but we're still going to make sure that there's home nursing available and there's social service available. And so it may not be an official palliative care team that all is on a palliative, but all of those resources that we have available uh, will all be working towards the same goal. And uh, we'll be talking the language. And again, it's about quality of life. It's about getting the end result. Always comes back to that, the quality of life. And it is a comfort to know that you know, oftentimes uh, patients are going to be dealing with their actual primary doctors or at least doctors that they're familiar with, that they're not just automatically being handed off to, you know, some other specialist group. So they're, they're going to be talking to their doctors. They, they, they hopefully know now that they can ask for it. And even if they can't ask for it by name exactly, at least they, they know what their end goal is, what they're after, and that uh, the folks at CGH and you and everybody else, even if you can't give them total palliative care, that total team approach, you can give them bits and pieces and work towards that goal of, of improving their, their quality of life. 
Lastly today, doctor, anything else as we wrap up to include to make sure that people know about palliative care, what's involved, how they get it? Well, I think the thing to know is at its core, it's just good medicine and it's just what we hope to as as a as a medical center, as as a treatment group are, are providing for our patients anyway. Sometimes when I've been asked if our facility needs a formal palliative care team, I've said, you know, no, we just need to do the right thing for our patients. And that is, you know, recognizing that palliative care is part of everyday practice. There are definitely some, sometimes we'll have patients coming from specialty centers and say, wow, I saw a palliative care specialist at that, you know, at the university center. Do you guys have that there? And, uh, and, I, and I have to say, no, we don't have that particular resource, but we try to uh, provide all those resources without bringing another doctor in on the, on the case. In some ways, I think involving another doctor when you've got a good you know, relationship with your existing one could be overwhelming to a family, whereas I, I hope that we can continue to provide sort of that continuity of care with the primary care provider to be that piece. And, uh, and that's my goal for our institution, and I think everybody is in agreement. Thanks, doctor. That's Dr. Jason Reeder, a family medicine doctor at the CGH Lynn Boulevard Medical Center. For more information, visit cghmc.com or ask your primary care physician. If you or a loved one is in need of a primary care physician, please call CGH Medical Center at 815-625-4790. This podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult with your healthcare professional for specific recommendations about your health. Thanks, and we'll talk again next time.